This is a Kirkendall Barrett presentation, darling. <laughs> what the f*** is happening? Dad is dead. There is a dog. You bought strawberries. Who do you think you are? You buy homemade bread? What are you, QAnon? What makes him happy? Uh, Not being in this movie? Not being in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> a lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello everybody. It's your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about your favorite movies on both Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kurt Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett, and hello, Jason Bowers. Okay. Here's we watched some movies. Yes, well, I was thinking about this because we were excited because the title was stupid, but the title is so <laughs> of the moment of this week that we're, we're recording this on Thursday, February 3rd. And if you know what's going on in the United States, there are massive winter storms everywhere. Oh, so it's timely. Yes, yeah, timely. Yeah, we had a big snowstorm last weekend in New Jersey. Was you- it the Nor'easter? I don't, I don't, it was, I don't know. (laughs) It was just, it snowed. That's all I got. I'm not like the guy in this movie, okay? I'm not that into weather. I can just tell you it snowed. Is, are you having uh, really bad weather right now? Because I know in the, in the Midwest and the South, they're getting just pummeled with snow and areas are getting ice that don't normally get it. Uh, No, we're okay in New Jersey right now, um, as well as we can be. It's, uh, our snow is melting. Our, the, 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 but tomorrow it's supposed to be like up to like 50 degrees. So, But then the groundhog saw its shadow. Well, I heard, yeah, we're going to get six more weeks of winter. Well, bundle up East Coast and Midwest. Glad I live in California. <laughs> Same. Same. Well, I want to have a shout out to our, our one listener in Lithuania. I don't know what the yes. word is like yes. there. <laughs> yes. If, you, if you'd like to, if you'd is like to like there? the no, it's that's in Europe. Oh, oh. but but <laughs> uh, Lithuanian friend, if you want to give us a report on the weather, please you can you can shoot us a message on our Facebook page, a lifetime of Hallmark. I believe it's lifetime of Hallmark podcast. Oh, lifetime of Hallmark podcast. Okay, I'm bad with social media. I'm awful I, with it. I worry because our, our one Lithuanian fan thinks I'm a big dummy because I didn't know what the what season it was over there right now. Oh, well, <laughs> I need to be educated more. Well, that, this, uh, like that's assuming that the Lithuanian listener uh, knows what our weather is like here before we told them. Right. That's true. Well, I hope they don't skip this episode. We're, I mean, if they don't hear it, who's going to tell them that we're talking about them? Well, I guess they right. might talk to people outside of Lithuania. They could let them know. Yeah. Write us. Write us. Yeah. It, write us if you're here. Yeah, we'll you have you on the show. We'll have yeah. you on as a guest next show. Look, I, I, that, that'd be alert yeah. if you know our one lithuanian listener reach out to them and make sure they listen to this episode i would love that or you know what any other international listeners shoot us uh, shoot us a message yeah. and we'll have you on yeah for sure yeah, we, we we do have people yeah. listening outside of north america and yeah. outside of english language speaking countries yeah we'd love to talk to you because uh, and I'm curious about how you get your movies. 
like, do you, do you get them on Netflix? Do you, you know, get them online? I'd be very interested to talk to you. So yeah, shoot us a message for sure. Yeah. So, so I was telling Kurt before we started that I was watching a TV show before you guys called okay. that would drive Kurt crazy. Half the stuff he watched drives me crazy. No, yeah, this one, this one is even a little out there for me. This one is a little out there for me. Well, like, I'm not so sure. I'm, because the show is called Adults Adopting Adults. Okay. Is it uh, about conservatorship or something? No, 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 no. It's about, like, an adoption. Yeah. But, wh- but how, why, like, why and how legally are they adopting adults? You can legally adopt an adult. You can? Well, okay, and this is the technicality. Okay, so, because sometimes in the foster system, like if you're adopting from the foster system, sometimes it takes a really long time, and then when the kids turn 18, they're considered adults, and they're um, no longer in the system. Okay. And so sometimes families... Like if, if a child has grown up with this family, but the adoption never went through, once it turns 18, the 18 year old can say, hey, I, I can now, you can now adopt me. And so a lot of times it's for that. You know, kids, they call it, uh, cause when the kid turns 18, they call it aging out of the system yeah. and they lose like all their benefits and insurance, like it's, they're screwed. Oh, I see. So if it, you know, if it's a family that was going to be adopting them anyway, or even maybe not, it gives this technically an adult, but still very young person, uh, the chance to, uh, benefit from some of those, uh, financial and legal protections of right. having family members. Right. Yeah. But a, this, okay. this is not that. Well, I, I thought you meant like, as an adult, like I could get adopted. I, I was, I was going no, to no, contact Oprah asking if she could adopt me. So, so, so the, in, the instance that I told you is how it's beneficial, but these people are taking it to a whole other level because we're not talking mm-hmm. about 18 year olds who grew up with a foster family and wanted to be adopted by them. We're talking 25, 30, 40 year olds that are getting adopted by people. Are who, okay, so in this scenario, who is the one benefiting, the younger one or the older one, or does it depend on the scenario? It depends, because this one guy, and, and, and let me just preface this with, Everybody on this show, the adoptees and the adopters all seem suspect. Well, I believe that. Like one of them, for example, he and his wife are going to adopt a 20-year-old with a baby. And he met her on, like, Facebook. And... So are, are they doing that so they can then become the parents of the baby? No. So the wife, because they have no kids, and so the wife isn't for it. She's doing it to appease the husband, and the husband is saying he hopes she's hot. Uh, well, if the wife's yeah. listening, you're, that's a big compromise there. 
I know you're supposed to compromise in relationships. That's that's a little that's that's a lot. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and saying that since this is a pretty outrageous premise for a reality show, these people are all in it to be in on uh, a on a reality show. Right now, I I wouldn't even wonder if this is real. Well, yeah. Now there's an there's, there's another nothing real instance. about reality shows. There's ridiculous. another there's another instance where I'm like. Because this one, I was like, okay, that's gross. But there's another instance I'm like, oh. Because there's a guy who has a title. He's royalty. And he has no kids and wants to adopt a a son or daughter. This is a terrible premise for a Hallmark movie. It's a lifetime. And 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 it brings us right back to King Ralph. So he's going to adopt this kid. <laughs> we don't have to describe be, it again. That should be but, the name of your autobiography, Kurt. Back to King Ralph. Back to King Ralph. But, but this kid, instance, well, actually, I guess this guy's like a little suspect, too, because he's a single older man who I get a little vibe from, if you know what I mean. I do. And he's royal- and, royalty? And, and, and he's royalty, and so the kid what, who the guy. The guy who he's what adopting. Royalty? What country is he the queen of? Yeah, what yeah, what's going on here? Are you I, something, Jason? I haven't I am. I just started watching that part when you guys called. So I don't know royalty the country thing. yet. I, it's probably he, he probably yeah. lords over the country of Bullshitia. Right. Well, <laughs> the guy he's gonna adopt, I gotta tell you, is pretty <laughs> damn hot. So, so he's that's adopting why, Okay. He's, he's adopting an adult man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's the daddy. Well, yeah. I, I, where do you find this show? On Lifetime. This is on Lifetime? It's on Lifetime. You, Lifetime. It's on Lifetime. Wait, where's I mean, the quality? This is in the wheelhouse of uh, the insane movies that we see on Lifetime, but not so much like when they do the docu movies, like the the Janet thing that was on over the weekend. That was so good. I haven't watched it I yet. Was, I've got it on the DVR. I know. But, I was, I, we haven't watched it. Yet. Okay, good. Because I, I wanted to watch it so we could discuss it on the show, and I've neglected that. It's four hours though, Kurt. I don't know that we need to do a breakdown like one of our movies because that, that's that's a lot. And actually, it's a good watch. Like if you if you're a Janet Jackson fan, there's one part where she there's one hole, but that's towards the end. But everything else is like, you know, she like she talks about um, the Justin Timberlake thing and how she felt about it. She answered the question of the rumor of whether or not she had a secret daughter in the 80s. Like she talks about everything. I watched a little bit of that where she was Um, discussing that. So yeah, so she, she talks about everything it's a, except for one thing, and I get why she doesn't talk about it. Hmm. One thing. Which, would you be giving it away? Jason, no, would you, what, I know what it is. It's been in the news. It's Michael. No, no, it's not Michael. Oh, I thought she said she was like really annoyed. She would always get asked about that in interviews. <laughs> no, she talked about Michael. Oh, okay. No, it's it's her. She didn't talk about. The, the husband who she's divorcing right now. Oh, okay. The secret marriage. Oh. And she didn't show the baby, her kid. Okay. She showed the, the kid's hand, but she didn't show the kid. So that was the only hole. Other than that, it was good. And she answered, she answered all the questions. No, she talked about Michael for a long time. And actually, it's mm-hmm. pretty sad. 
because, you know, he was like in competition with her. Oh, yeah. But she she didn't want to compete with him, but he was competing against her. I see oh, that. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, had no, read that. Yeah. yeah, so it's good. No, it's a, it's a good it's a good it's a good watch. Speaking of good watch, do we have any black China news? Doing a piece of China. 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 I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. Well, this is from RadarOnline.com. Kim Kardashian and Kylie Jenner to take the stand to support Brother Rob in a salt battle with Black China. Okay, Rob question, Kurt. Yes, yes. I'm waiting to find out how big the thing that she hid <laughs> is. Uh, that is in this article. Okay. Yes. All right. That's covered. Uh, so Rob Kardashian's family is ready to testify in court against his ex-fiancee, Black China, and plan to accuse her of assaulting him during their relationship. According to court documents obtained by Radar, Rob's sisters Kim Kardashian and Chloe, along with Kylie Jenner and his mother, Chris, will appear in court. Rob is suing China over an alleged assault that went down in December 2016. At the time, the former couple was living together at Kylie's home. In his suit, he claims China was intoxicated and went on a rampage against him. Rob said China chased him around, trying to strangle him with an iPhone cord and hitting him with a six-foot metal pole. <laughs> so, wait, so wait, now she chased him? That's new. Chased yeah, and rampage are new before. new descriptors I have not heard before. Yeah. He has a siren. Now we have so we have a cat and a siren well, and the What's that? Oh, an, an air there horn, an air a siren, horn. an air horn, a cat. Um, we've got the <laughs> the, the, the ranger, and that, that's what we've got. Okay, this, this so thing anyway. comes preloaded with some sounds. <laughs> got some okay, all right. Oh boy! All right, so China denies. <laughs> I can't see see you guys when I'm reading this. I, I've got my screen up. I'm being a professional newscaster. All right, uh, China denies touching her ex and says video taken the next day show Rob had no injuries. She claims he fabricated assault allegations after she sued him and his family. In her lawsuit filed before Rob's case, she accuses the Kardashian-Jenner family of spreading lies that she abused her ex, which led to uh, execs canceling her reality show, Rob in China. Rob's case is headed to trial next month. The trial oh. for China's case is scheduled for April. In newly filed oh. court docs, Kim, Chloe, Kylie, and Chris are backing up Rob's motion, asking for both trials to be consolidated. No, that's smart. Uh, they claim they are extremely busy and would cause them harm to have to show up in court twice without, within such a court period of time, short period of time. I get that. I'm, I'm very busy, too. Okay, so their lawyer argues both cases involve overlapping parties and share significant common factual issues, including substantially the same evidence and witnesses they believe having one trial would save everyone money and avoid putting such a burden on them see time management as radar previously reported china is objecting to the request to delay the trial she says she is ready to clear her name in court she says rob has trashed her for years and she's ready to defend herself recently rob went back to court demanding certain text messages he sent china's former friend not be allowed of the evidence in the alleged messages the keeping up with the kardashian star threatened to hire a hitman to kill a man he believes it hooked up with his baby mama oh that's wild hey man, that has never... wait have we heard of the hitman mama. before we've never heard of the hitman so. i don't think so got some new no. news so very exciting so right here in my hand i am holding a, a jury summons. 
And it oh. just dawned on me, like you're talking about this case is going to trial this month, you said? Um, I have I have jury duty in about two weeks. How funny would it be if I were Jason. in the jury poll? Well, I can't Jason do it. I'm talking. We literally do Black China news on this podcast. I will have to uh, to point that out. Yeah, to recuse yourself. But how funny recall. would that be if I ended up in that jury pool? That'd be great. I would love that. Well, you would at least. Well, I don't know if you'd actually meet Black China. No, but it would. Know, it would you, never you, get to you, that no. point. It would be in jury selection where they ask if you know. Uh, either you know, the people in the case or any of the details. You have to speak up about that. I love that. <laughs> Mr. Bowers, do you know anything about Black China? Well, we do a Black China report. <laughs> every, girl, every week. I, I, my response, whether it's a male or female judge, I'm just going to be like, girl, girl. We do a fashion commentary every week. What do you know about Black China? You mean, you mean about the six-foot metal pole? I know nothing. And look, listen to this, Jason. Did you guys did you guys see the thing that I sent you? I was in the grocery store the other day, and I sent you the cover of Life in Style magazine. I have it right here. So I was in the grocery store, minding my own business, and I saw the cover of Life in Style magazine. And here's the headline. Uh... Kardashian secrets exposed in court. Bombshell Ooh. testimony in brothers Rob assault in brother Rob's assault case. Then under Chloe it says cocaine shocker, and then under Kim it says <laughs> cheated on Kanye, and then under Chris it says slept with son-in-law, and then huh. it says greed, threats, and a smear campaign. They're all crazy. Rob is facing serious jail time. And then there's a picture in the corner of Black China, and she's looking very innocent. What? <laughs> I, I don't know the Kris Jenner story. Which son-in-law did she allegedly sleep with? I have no idea. Oof. Allegedly. I don't know. I never watched Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I never saw one episode. Neither have I. And the only reason the only reason I ever saw a Real Housewives show, I saw one episode, and that was because we oh. appeared on Kate Casey. Yeah, right? is that her name? Yeah, we were on yes. her podcast, and I had to watch it for that. That was the only that's the only episode I saw. And 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 I said allegedly because you guys heard about that blogger last week, right? Who got sued by Cardi B, and oh. so she owes. Three million dollars to Cardi B. What? Like a, just a, a regular blogger. blogger. I got a, a, a news to Cardi B. A blogger doesn't have three million dollars. Yeah. Well, the blogger, the blogger shit talked her, and then Cardi B was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" You know, you better back off. And the and um, the blogger was like, "I dare you to do something," and Cardi B did. <laughs> she's also she's she's also suing her Uber driver for seven million. Well, something negative. Maybe, well, I, maybe I should uh, go back and re-edit that episode where I uh, heavily implied slash may have actually said out loud that Wilford Bribley was doing a lot of coke off of his Quaker Oats. Well, uh, yeah, that's not Cardi B. Uh, it still could get sued for saying something He's inflammatory. Dead. He's dead. I, yeah. No, we dead? get away with it because this is satire. Yes. Is yeah. he dead? Is he dead? <laughs> Well, for Jason's yes. sake, I hope so. Well, let's see. <laughs> he is dead. No, because when we did the dead. whole search and we found out that he was 50 when he was in Cocoon. Yeah. He was younger than me. I think he is. By dead. years. By not like one or but two But I believe years. he died last year. 
or maybe in 2020. Yeah. Oh, whew, we're safe. Okay, here we go. Uh, we wait till people Yeah, die 2020. Yeah. He was, okay. he was born in 1934, he was and he died in 2020. By the way, if you are playing the Lifetime of Hallmark drinking game at home, you should have taken a shot when we found out that the Black China story got even more violent, and you should have taken a shot when we Googled Wilford Brimley. Right. Is, is the Lithuanian listener just sitting there, like, lonely in their home playing, <laughs> playing the Lifetime of Hallmark drinking game? Yeah, but they if are so, drunk fine. already, because we, we've hit a few of the boxes today. And I bet our Lithuanian listener is the fact that our Lithuanian listener watches these movies. I it, it sounds like our listener is very resourceful, like getting a hold of these movies because I don't think that there's a Hallmark Channel overseas. I don't does, anybody, so, does anybody listen to our podcast in like communist uh, communist areas? Uh, China, yeah. right? We probably have to go through a special blocked. vetting process to even be uh, yeah. listed there. And that would be like, and that would probably be like an underground sort of a thing. Yeah. They have to go, oh, there might be like some, it's like renegade Chinese right. you know, people who like get together in like a basement and listen to our podcast. I, I, I want to feel like there's someone somewhere where they're holding like a recording device up to a, a device playing our podcast and they're burning CDs and they're selling these CDs in the street of our oh, podcast. Oh, like a Mrs. Oh, Mrs. Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. That, that's what happened to the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. But it was the because it was the 50s. I wish they contacted us. I never hear from these people. <laughs> but I'm glad they're listening. Yeah. They're shy. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but my fans, people who are fan, like hardcore fans of my work, they're a little off. <laughs> so sometimes, you know, sometimes a little scary. Having uh, nice worked in radio, on the radio, in many parts of the country for many years, <laughs> I, I, I get it. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. Yeah. And that's not to say that everyone is. That, not at all. It's just that, that the ones that stand out really stand out. Well, it's weird to me to fan, you know, because I'm not, you know, uh, Elvis Presley. I don't have like millions of fans. So then when sometimes you actually meet a fan, it's like, what? Oh, okay. Are, 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 are you all right? But <laughs> it's, just, it's unusual. You should have confidence in your work, Kurt. But God bless these people. I know I should. Right. And I, you're right. I am Elvis Presley. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> come on, Les. What's the, you don't think it's funny enough to laugh? You know that's. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Let's talk take about. It. Take it. Let, let's talk about this shit show. Oh boy, Killer Storm Chaser. No, no it's Psycho. Psycho. Psycho Storm Chaser. By the way, yeah. I saw a. I saw um. A, <laughs> there's a new wrong movie out, and I think it's called something like The Wrong Sweetheart or something like that. Well, there's something called the wrong sugar daddy or something. Like this. Yeah, oh, like trapped by daddy. my sugar daddy. <laughs> trapped by my sugar daddy. Oh, I wow. saw the commercial for that. Wow. Yes. I like this, though. Lifetime that... is like branching out. Oh, yeah. they're... They are. <laughs> they're, 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 instead of killer and psycho, they're branching out to trapped. And then I saw this other one, this other commercial where I guess this woman, one of... 
uh, like she had twins but didn't know it and the baby was stolen. And so she goes after the other twin and there's a, just her holding a baseball bat going, give me my baby! <laughs> Getting ready to beat some woman with the bat. That was a commercial that. for Quaker Oats. And I'm like, oh, Lifetime, I love you so much. <laughs> so this movie, uh, so this one aired on Lifetime Movie Network, not on the actual yes. like main network. Did, did it feel to you as it did to me that it was probably an acquisition? Yes. Because it felt like a Lifetime so movie, have- kind of, but it also felt... Like a, somebody else clearly was uh, guiding the tone of this. Now, you have a history in radio. I noticed the score on this was unlike any other scores that we've heard before. Mm-hmm. Again, because it's it wasn't produced originally for a Lifetime. So somebody made this independently hoping they could sell it to Lifetime? Yeah, I do believe that. That's happened before. We've, we've watched mm-hmm. movies like that before. Remember yeah. the one about the model, the photographer, mm-hmm. who, that one was like an acquisition. Yep. So are there movies that people can't sell to Lifetime and they're just lying around? I'm, I'm worried about these people. I'm sure, but I mean, something uh, like Lifetime and, you know, they're owned by this, uh, uh, not, not like, uh, sci-fi, which is owned by Universal, but Lifetime's owned by A&E, but similar things where they'll make these like really inexpensively produced movies and TV shows, and then they still need to like fill out their schedule with other stuff, so you'll get a lot of weird-ass like zombie movies in sci-fi or these you know abduction movies on, on Lifetime or LMN, and they probably get them for next to nothing. And we've and we've talked about this before. We've watched enough Lifetime movies where we recognize people, and I didn't recognize anybody in. This. I didn't recognize anyone in the cast, and didn't recognize the the houses. No, I. There's a comedian in the movie named Steve Hofstetter, and I, I'm I'm vaguely familiar with who he is. And he who did he play? In the movie. He was the cop. Okay. He's like the, the oh, red-haired the, okay. cop. Yeah. He's a comedian. The cop that was emoting a lot. He's he's not in it very much. He was in he no, he's he's the cop that he's the cop that did the wellness check. Yeah. Yeah, him. Yeah. No, the one that was like, oh, like he was very Everyone his, was emoting a lot in this movie. Yes. This yeah. movie but, is ridiculous to start. To begin with, it's not even raining. No, it's in a lot of these scenes that are outside during a huge storm. <laughs> no, we'll get to that. So we start off, we see a kitchen and we're in a storm and we see a woman in the basement because it's a it's, he, it's a tornado. So that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go into the basement. Oh, OK. And so she hears a noise from upstairs and she's, she asks, who's there? And then someone comes downstairs. Was it a black hoodie? No, it was a yellow raincoat, but they had a hood on like they were wearing a hoodie. Yeah, they did. And then he takes his hoodie off and he's actually hot. He's very hot. (laughs) And, And he said it like with this very like trying hard to sound sexy voice. I didn't realize anyone was still inside this house. Right. Hmm. Right. And and then 
my next, because my next question that I was asking myself throughout the movie is, he's too hot to be crazy. Why is he crazy? He doesn't have to be crazy. Oh, I know plenty of hot people that are crazy. Yeah, I don't think it works that way. Not if at he was all. smoking. Yeah. Too hot to be crazy. Well, actually, he was smoking until he opened his mouth. And after, like, towards, like, the end of the movie, I was like, okay, enough already. But he, <laughs> he did just start, like... You're going to hand him that little card that says, don't talk, stop talking? It, it was it was actually a, a, a sort of amusing character trait that they gave this guy that basically anytime he would talk, it would just be a, a really, like, uh, BS monologue, and it was just—it was so funny to watch. A lot of monologues well, in this movie. Well, he was really mad. He's Doctor Carl, the, the storm guy. The woman recognizes, and he's just so mad at her because she didn't listen to the weather report. This <laughs> yeah. guy he was just really like a serious meteorologist. Yeah, and I thought I thought he was the weatherman at first. Like he's the weatherman, and he comes out and then chastises people for not listening to his report. He was very upset. Yeah. <laughs> he was, no, yeah. and he was so upset. Yeah, he yelled at her and stabs her with a shard of glass. Yeah, it's like listen. I'll show you not Dare to leave when they give you a hurricane warning. Yeah, she, did not uh, listen to the weather report. The yeah. entire motive in this movie to kill people literally was how dare you not heed the advice of Dallas Reigns. Right. <laughs> Dal- Kurt, da- like Dallas Reigns is a, uh, a famous weathercaster here in LA. And that, that's oh. his screen name is Dallas Reigns. Well, see, I mean, I was who was the make, other one? I was Johnny gonna Mountain. A, I was going to make a reference to Lloyd Lindsay Young, but I thought you guys wouldn't know who that is. I don't know who that is. He was a was famous that? New York weatherman, and he'd say, oh, okay. "Okay, like what's what's the name of the the area in this 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 movie?" Because he would go like, "Hello, New York." You do that anyway. Everybody on the East Coast knows who Lloyd Lindsay Young is. Do you know who Lonnie Quinn is? No, I think he's in New York. I went to acting school with him, and he became a weatherman. I went to see what, and I thought it was in New York. Oh, oh he's in. Oh yeah, he's at, oh he's w, he's on W he's on WCBS. He's in New York. He does the weather. Hello. Anyway, it's Lloyd Lynn. Oh, you know what? If you ever listen to Paul's Boutique, the album by the Beastie Boys, the Beastie Boys uh, Lloyd Lindsay Young is the one who says it's a trip. It's got a funky beat, and I can bug out to it. That's, That's Lloyd Lindsay funny. Young. That's funny. Anyway, so he stabs her. So she's dead. You know, for not. You know, paying attention to the weather. And and then we, um, (laughs) oh, and then then we see this, then we see the news and this woman's getting interviewed and her name is Abby Fields. And he's watching this weather report from his van. He's in a van. And then he Googles her on fake Facebook, whatever that name was. And then he, then we find out, oh, then he gets a call. Was, it, was the call from his producer? He's on, yeah. he's working. This, I, I really admire this guy's work ethic because he's, he's working. He's talking to his, his producer. So that means like he went in the house and murdered this woman like on his break. Right. Or maybe, like it, it, may, yeah. it may have even, <laughs> yeah. It, it so, might have been on, on company time. Working hours, which I don't know if that's ethical. 
it's it's well, it's certainly not legal. Well, but yeah, you can't murder someone during your working hours. You you, know, you can't expect an employer to bill. You can't bill an employer if you're not if instead of doing your job, you're murdering someone. There is an but exception. Then, if your employer is somebody that has hired you as a hitman, then it's allowed. But then, don't you get two fifteen-minute breaks in an hour? Yeah, that's so true. Like, so legally, you have that. So you you could spend one of those fifteen minutes murdering someone, and then it would be so, legal. Yeah. Right. Instead of having a cigarette, That's he went and murder. murdered. Say that during your jury duty next week. Well, here's what I know of the law. <laughs> <laughs> I pull up the employee manual and I'm like paging through it. I'm like, see, it doesn't say anything in here about I can't murder someone on my break. It's my time. So, so then it's obvious that these writers watched soap operas because the next thing that happened is a huge soap opera trope. He pulled out a picture and it's him and his girlfriend or whoever, and she looks exactly like Abby. Do you feel like that part of the storyline of his his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend looking like Abby, do you think they dropped the ball in terms of fleshing out that part of the story yes i think they totally dropped Cause, the because they kept well, talking about what it. a resemblance they had but other than that it, it was never dealt with right right well he did explain it they you know but then when he started explaining it by that at that point i was like oh yeah that's right like i'd yeah. forgotten about it and and, oh, and, and and he was like 10 monologues in so i tuned out a, to what he was saying Right, oh. you know, at one point I did start like you know no, it's the looking same on thing. Facebook on my phone. He's narrow-minded. I don't mean to jump jump ahead, but he's very narrow. It's it's you know spoiler. It's the same thing. It's in the beginning of the movie. He was mad. He's mad as ex-wife. His wife died. He's mad at her because she didn't listen to the weather. Yeah, uh, that's how she died. The wife. It's a little more than that. Oh, that's we'll right. Yes, there is more. Yeah. Oh, so then we see Abby. And she's sleeping. Well, she's not even sleeping. She's just looking. She's in bed, and she's staring at her boyfriend. And they're just staring at each other. But then she wakes up, and she's in bed alone. And then her boyfriend was hot, by the way. Oh, he was so hot. He was super hot. And then so she looks at her phone, and it's obvious that they had a breakup because she checks her messages and there were no messages. <laughs> this is uh, we we've seen this in older Lifetime movies where the graphics on the screen were enlarged to an obscene degree so the audience can read it, and it's literally the entire face of her phone is this like pop up message that says zero messages. <laughs> Lonely right, much? Like big zero. <laughs> Good morning, friendless. Because I know, because I was watching, I was watching, and just like that this morning, and there was a text scene, and I had to uh, like pause it because the writing was so little. And they should know that their audience is in their seventies. Well, I'm close. No, not. Hey, you know what? I missed the minutia of and just like that. Well, I had quite the morning, Kurt. You would have been disgusted oh because I couldn't sleep. I, I had a little bout of insomnia last night, and so around five in the morning. I watched and just like that, and then I watched Days of Our Lives, and then I watched this. <laughs> what, about, what about all your screeners? You're supposed to watch your SAG screeners. Vote the SAG afterwards. I know because I'm actually 
Don't neglect. I, oh, you got yours this in the is, mail? This is all Netflix DVDs. that came today. It's a stack. I saw, yeah, somebody I know got the, all this. Oh, stuff. that means I'm getting my Netflix soon because all I got, I got King Richard and then King Richard came yesterday. Same. Yes, exactly. Oh, do you know that, because I, I, okay, I'm sorry. Please continue, Les. I don't know. Go ahead. I was going to say, I... I went green, so I'm not getting any DVDs. And so I, uh, if, if you so for those at home, you, you, we were in SAG after the unions. We vote for the SAG after awards, so we get these screeners. So I, if you for the Warner Brothers movies, you can only watch them on their app, and I can't get, get the app on my computer because my computer I have to update my whole computer, so I have to watch it on my phone. So I watched Dune on your phone. Like, well, my this tiny, and I can't even do this. I can't even flip the phone where you can watch it like on the landscape, what it's called. So it's a tiny, like I got one, it's an inch, I got one inch by one and a half inches. I watched oh, that visually hilarious. stunning film. That's hilarious. Yeah, after we're done, I'm halfway through Respect, which I'm liking. And then I'm going to watch The Eyes of Tammy okay. Faye. Oh, I'm going to see that. Um, that is my licorice. Evening. Licorice pizza is my favorite one so far. Everybody's saying That's that. so nice. I Everybody's like that. saying that it's really good. And then the one, like, my life as a dog is depressing, right? I didn't see that yet. You mean power Someone of dog? Depressing. Power of dog? I, oh, power, power of dog. My life as a dog. I watched The Lost Daughter, though, with uh, Olivia Coleman. That was, is that uh, good? I, I think so. It's, it's kind of weird. It's, it's, it's not bad, though. Because, you know, because it's a British movie, right? And my husband, so my husband is British. So, like, British movies get kind of weird sometimes. So if he says, he was like, it's so good. It's but then I got to really. kind of be sus. Is it, no, is it British? Maggie Gyllenhaal, yeah. she made the movie. And so, like, Ed, because I was watching, I was like, how did they get Ed Harris to be in this weird movie? And then I saw at the end, written and directed by Maggie Gyllenhaal. I was like, oh, okay. All right. So, yeah, I got to watch that. I guess that's that. worth seeing. It's kind of weird. There's, like, a lot of stuff. It, 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 yeah, I guess that's worth seeing. It's a Mommy Issues movie, right? Yeah, I like I, I like that woman though, Olivia Coleman, the queen. She's good. Anywho, um, so Abby is in the car. She drives to work. She gets to work, and there's there's this blonde woman just yelling at this cute nurse. And then Abby jumps back and is like, you can't talk to us like that. And we find out that the hurricane is coming and we find out that Abby and the cute nurse, Ty, his name was Ty, Tony. with impeccable eyebrows. Tony. His eyebrows were impeccable. Tony, you said Ty. Was it Ty or Tony? Tony. 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 Like Tony's Tokyo Tony. eyebrows were impeccable. Yeah, but I think he reminded you of some guy named... Ty, because that's a very specific name. You just you just uh, pull it out of thin air. Oh, he probably did. Well, <laughs> his eyebrows were so impeccable. I think he had someone like with the thread, the threading, like someone on really? set to thread them before, right before he went out there. <laughs> well, he's paying for it then. Um, and he had like so, five dollars to do this movie, and all like everything he made went to the threading. I'd say, yeah. <laughs> So, um, cheap. 
So we find out they're taking care of a girl Han- or a woman, Hannah, who's in a coma. And so the hurricane is coming. And so they're like, oh, my God, we've got to, like, move her. But she's in a coma. So they've got to call an ambulance. They try to call an ambulance. But all of the ambulances are busy. Well, the, the way they reveal that the storm is coming to their area is it shows uh, our Abby, the main woman. It shows the, the woman is Banks and it shows dumb Tony. And they're all staring at this screen. They're all lined up right next to each other like it was a zombie movie. It was weird. Right. <laughs> and and yeah. then... The the yelling woman named Miss Banks continued yeah. to yell. Yeah. Like, she yelled this entire movie. And then... Um, she softens up. And then she's like, we're staying. And then the nurses were going to leave, and then they just like, nah, we've got to stay too. Because isn't this like the Hippocratic Oath? Like, Is gotta- it? Well, they're not doctors, so I don't think they take the oath. But I uh, and I could be wrong about that. But uh, it's also like, hey, you know, if you, if you don't want to leave and we we're ready to leave, like, sorry, we, we've we've done our due diligence and told you that you need to do something. Right. Well, this now now we also get into this into this uh, work situation. Are they getting paid to stay? Yeah. Are they getting yeah. overtime? Yeah, yeah. And nurses get nurses get paid very well. Yeah. Yeah, but they okay. But they're there yeah. around the clock. Are it, they usually there around the clock? I guess they are. Um, you can get around the clock nurses. Depends on what they need. I think in this case, it was implied that it was one. One was there at all times. Oh wow! Yeah, it was expensive. Yeah. You can. You know, um, with my mom for a while, we had a nurse, and yeah, they would show up at all hours. Um. Oh. Man, okay. Shake that woman out of her coma that's costing some money so we so then they say and i and it's at the point so i'm going to say it like this they said abby said we need to refuel the generator which means it's going to be very important later yeah i don't want to i don't want to call out any family members of mine but i know i know a certain family member if if this person went to a coma and i whispered in their ear the nurses are costing $50 an hour. They'd, they'd immediately come out of the coma. Right, the eyes, like, open up. Yeah. Well, you're supposed to talk to people in comas. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to talk to them and read to them because I guess they could, they, like, because they said they can hear you. Now, one thing I, I did actually wonder, do, if you're a, in a coma, do they right. let you live at home? You can if you have a nurse. Like, okay, if I, you I have a nurse. I didn't know that. I, I, I think th- so. To me, that yeah. seems so extreme that you would need a greater level of care, even though you're not awake. Well, think of it this way: they'll let you stay at home if you have a nurse and if you can afford it. Yeah, because it ain't cheap. Yeah, I so, think they would probably prefer that rather than than taking up space in a hospital. Yeah, and then you'd hire a private, like a private nurse, like a, like his banks did. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, if you, if you have the money, sure, they'll let you stay at home. But, like, there's all this equipment that you have to get and stuff. Oh, um, boy. Like a generator. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, you have to get a generator. The generator, which you're supposed to put fuel in. Don't forget. You got to get the one with a bicycle. So, you know, if you run it, the power goes out, you got to ride the 
Spice oh, World. like a Gilligan's <laughs> Island? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't there an episode of Gilligan's Island where someone was in a coma and they had to like ride the bicycle to keep the person alive? I don't think no. there was an episode of Gilligan's <laughs> Island with someone in a coma. Right? I don't, I don't remember, remember who it was. I think it was Davy Jones. I think the closest thing to a coma was when Ginger, when Marianne hit her head and thought she was Ginger. Remember that? I... <laughs> no. Yes, I mean, it sounds it sounds reasonable. And then remember the other one where Ginger, Ginger, this woman came to the island and Ginger gave her a makeover and she looked exactly like Ginger. <laughs> no, what the yeah. woman was like floating along in a, a raft with her beauty supplies. No, the woman came in on a boat and she had like her hair was like in a black bun and she had big glasses and she was very timid and Ginger was like, I need to help you. Let me make you up. And then she made her up and she looked exactly like Ginger. And then she ended up leaving the island on the boat to take over Ginger's career. Because oh, remember, geez. Ginger Grant was an actress. Yeah. Oh, of course. I, I yeah, the, the people that would come to that island and then just leave these people, <laughs> like, you have to wonder what horrible human beings must the people on Gilligan's Island have been that they were constantly left behind, even though these people ended up there and knew that they were stranded. No, this is because this is how Gilligan's Island, this is how they messed up. So first of all, Ginger, like, made, she gave her too good of a makeover to the point that she's like, I can go and steal Ginger's career. Then remember the other one where the band came to the island and then they thought, oh, well, we're gonna get the, the we're gonna get them to take us with them by be creating the honeybees. And then remember, then they say, you need us. And then the honeybees were so good that they were like, screw you, we're leaving. You're gonna steal our careers. So they always overcompensated and that's why the people would leave them. I am sorry. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just writing down, I, I right, said, writing down the point in the show where you gave a very detailed explanation as to why people will be left behind on Gilligan's Island. Yeah, I have to. I have to apologize too. I said that Davy Jones is on Gilligan's Island. He was actually on the Brady Bunch. Yes, yes he was. Don't you remember? So who's I think? Girl, look what you've done an article to me. That says Gilligan's Island creator explained how the show was political. How is me? How's Gilligan's Island political? <laughs> Do you want to read the article right now? No. Well, no, no, no. Look, so was it look, like post that on Howells, our Facebook? Was it like the Howells were like the Republicans? Well, no, there was an election on Gilligan's Island. You might remember this there, when they had the, the beauty pageant. And Miss, Mr. Mrs. Mr. Howe, I probably brought this up on the show before because I think about this a lot. I do. Mr. Howe had to support Mrs. Howe. All of a sudden, the professor was sexual. He was no longer asexual. He had it in. He, he had the hots for Marianne. And Skipper was sort of a mismatched couple with Ginger. He thought that, you know, he had a boner for Ginger. Now, Gilligan oh. stayed on the straight and narrow path of asexuality. And what didn't have interest to anybody, not even Mrs. Howe, who could have, you know, financially secured him. And so then they had a big um, a, a beauty pageant to decide, oh, I think they had, they had to really, Gilligan had to do the last vote. And Gilligan actually voted and it chose a monkey. It was just <laughs> a very, very dark thing that I, that I, I experienced. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> 
I wish I could have taken a picture, a screenshot, because uh, Jason's expression was unlike anything I've ever seen before. Yeah, I mean, it's rare that I am speechless. <laughs> I'm glad that we got the segue into that. Because I, I have to get that out into the world. You know, it's just, how did we end up on Gilligan's Island? How did they? How did? How does anyone end up there? It was a three-hour tour. Oh, because of a storm. The weather started getting rough. It's like it brings brings back to the movie. Yeah. Oh, Oh, dude, Psycho Storm Chaser forced those fuckers onto that island. Uh, So, um, a monkey. Oh, so so why was the nurse asking? Do you want me to explode? I like the male nurse. I wanted him to survive. Oh, that's right. Okay, I know why. He was tired. He was very tired. He just worked a shift. Right, because they wanted Tony to drive to the store or to the store or wherever to get the gas for the generator. And that's when he was like, do you want me to explode? I'm going to explode. And then once again, I wrote, his eyebrows are on point. Um, Hmm. You and I define on point very differently. Right? (laughs) Oh, so then Carl is stalking Abby. Carl. And then we see Abby, we see Abby's boyfriend and he's like looking under the bed with a flashlight and he gets a call and he's like, I'm busy. Right. He's working a police case. Right. But it turns out he was looking under the bed for like a, a missing stuffed animal for this little girl. And so somebody called the police for that. He said something to the effect of you promised that you would get on the bus if we found your animal or something like that. So he wasn't just called to to uh, find the stuffed animal. He was being used as a truancy officer. Oh, so they were probably actually evacuating. I bet that's what it was. Side hustle. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, they're probably evacuating. Okay. Um, so then Carl startles Abby, and then Abby says, I know who you are. You're Dr. Carl. And then Carl, Carl just looks at her, and he's like, you look like someone who I used to know. I would hate for something bad ha- to happen to you. I hope you're leaving because of the storm. And then Abby comes back to the house uh, Miss Banks is sad, and she's talking about Hannah in the coma. And Abby's like, uh, you know, don't give up hope. Hannah could wake up at any time. And then we see Abby's boyfriend. He's driving through the hurricane. And then he's driving, and then all of a sudden he turns around and goes back towards the hurricane. Because... Um, um, he, because Abby was there. And so he checks out with his, his cop friend, you know, was, can I get no, through? Da, 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 da. And then like, this cop was like, yeah, sure. He's like, I better get a credit card. But at one point he said, what? <laughs> you sound like the beginning of that song, The Bird by Morris Day in the Time. Oh, I love Morris Day. Yes. The time. The this is tree. the second time reference the I've heard tree. this week because Janet Jackson talks about Morris Day and the time. Well, that makes I, sense. Jimmy Jam and Terry. That's Lewis. because yeah, yeah, they're in there. Um, 
I listen to that song, The Oak Tree, sometimes. By Morris Day. Oh, Abby. So, Kurt, you would have liked yeah. this. Abby brings Miss Banks s'mores. You would have liked no, that. She didn't bring them for Ms. Ba- well, she did in that <clears throat> moment, but she bought them because Tony wanted them. But, Kurt, you would have liked that, though, them handing out s'mores. Yeah, I would have eaten some of that. Tony. Hot, <laughs> controversial take here. S'mores are overrated. Well, okay. So do you mean, like, the prepackaged ones or the ones that you just, like, make? Both. Here's the thing. I like graham crackers. I like chocolate. I like uh, uh, marshmallow. I don't need the three of them together, and it's cumbersome to eat, especially if it's toasted like you're supposed to do it. It is. Uh, it's messy, well, and I don't need those flavors well, together. Are they rated now, that you know, high? I what? just thought it was kind of a camping sort of thing. Or you're, like, around the fire. It is, yeah, but they like have, me. like, s'mores-flavored everything now, too. Yeah. Now, I do agree with you that sometimes, like, the, the s'mores get like a little clunky and too big, but I do like a little s'more, like a little, you know, a little s'more from I the fire. So you want some less of s'mores? <laughs> some less Kirk and Albert. But I need to have explain. Wait, I got it. I got it. There it is right here. Right. Takes a while to get to that one. Right. Where's that cat? <laughs> Oh, that's, wait, hold on. That's all the way over here. <laughs> and, then, and then right at home base. That's not possible. This trail's been closed for eight years. It's extremely dangerous. Man, if, if, never mind Wilford Bremley's people. That woman's going to come after us. Right? Why? We, have, we have not said anything untrue about her. Maybe they're the right. same people. I think. That, 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 was, that was her foot in the door in the industry. Right. Oh, so then we see Carl, and he's doing more filming. He loves to film this Carl. Mm-hmm. And so then we see a couple, a young couple. They're in the yeah. basement. They're drinking wine, surrounded by Halloween decorations. The girl's freaking out. We find out that, um, that they're engaged, and he's like, Honey, don't freak out. You're a Barrett. And I was like, oh, I wonder if they're like my in-laws or something. So what? the Barrett. So the, the camera that Dr. Carl was filming himself. So he's, first of all, he's on an actual television show that people, re- like it's big enough where everyone seems to recognize this guy wherever he goes. Yet right. he's. Uh, out there filming himself, which isn't 100% unheard of. That You do see that with smaller news crews. Uh, although I would think in a storm, you'd want some backup. But then he's filming himself with a gigantic camera. Yes. 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 Like it, like it like, looked like it needed a news crew. He, if he's doing it by himself and, and he's in a storm, he could literally just do it on an iPhone. But he's got this right. giant camera in his creepy white van and he's got to point it at himself to record and file his report. Right. And, and by the way, staying in a when a hurricane something is something that the Barretts that I am related to would do. Oh, and, this, this weatherman, and, this uh, uh, Dr. Carl would not be happy with them. No, no, they'd be like, oh, oh, it's just a hurricane. That's my attempt at a British accent. Anyway. <laughs> and you literally live with one. 
<laughs> I know. I know. Oh, okay. So anyway, <laughs> um, oh, the, the couple. So, oh, so the guy goes. So they hear something upstairs. <laughs> okay, the people loved to use bats in this movie. There was a lot of like grabbing a bat and going upstairs. They're just sports in general. Because at one point, a woman's a woman grabs a tennis racket in a bedroom. Yeah, <laughs> yes. In this particular scenario in the movie, I find it wild that this couple, in the middle of this massive storm, they're holed up in their basement and they hear a noise upstairs. And in that moment, their mind goes to there must be an intruder in the home versus there's a giant fucking storm upstairs. That's why we came down here. Right. And it could be maybe someone was caught in the storm and they needed help. I think the, I th- he, he was trying to get some action. I, I would, if I was in his position, I would pretend there's no one up there. Like, oh, well, baby, don't worry I about mean, that. That's a mouse. I, I, I wouldn't, say mouse I wouldn't think out. to go check. I'd be like, oh, like, you know, if the windows are open so that they don't get broken, something probably fell over. Right. So, so then I'd say, why, why, why don't you go up and check? He, I'm sure he wouldn't hurt a woman. So he grabs a bat, he goes upstairs, he runs into Carl. Then we see the woman in the basement. Carl comes down. The woman screams. Because she's like, who are you? He and told then, her he doesn't like screaming until the very end. Right. That's what he's, yeah. Yeah. And, and then Carl goes into one of his monologues. Mm-hmm. And says, oh, because he, he saw her, her engagement ring. And then he goes into his soliloquy about how he had a wife once. And then he says, I'm nature. I'm the storm. He says he, he didn't do it. The rain and wind did it. Well, yeah, his like not only was this guy's motive for killing people, you didn't heed, heed the advice of the weather person, but now, now that you didn't listen to the weather caster, I am going to frame the weather for your murder. And then he shames her. She, he shames her fiance because she starts crying, and he says, "Well, you cried less than your your fiance did." Yeah. So then we go back to the bank's residence and uh, Abby has a needle. Miss Banks hates needles. Then we go back to Carl. He's filming again. Mm -hmm. Then we go back to the Banks's and Miss Banks is upset. Abby goes to talk to her and this is where Miss Banks has her, what would you call it? Her her epiphany, her catharsis. Yeah, they were ha- like they were trying to humanize this character and trying to get her out of yelling every single line of dialogue. But the tone of this movie was just all over the place. Right. So, so then we they were we, sitting next to each other. I thought they. I, I there was an opportunity that they could have started making out. Yeah. Right. You're not that difficult. You're difficult in a good way. Well, it's lifetime, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. The hand and, inches over. Right. So it, oh, they both reach out. for the syringe at the same time. Yes. Right. And then they gaze into each other's eyes. Oh, 
So we find out that that <laughs> Hannah's boyfriend was a dirty dog and left after the accident. And then, most importantly, no, that wasn't Hannah's boyfriend. That was Ms. Banks' boyfriend. Oh, oh, her oh. boyfriend left when, like, when Ms. Banks was dealing with Abby, or I mean, with uh, Hannah. Oh, that's okay. So that's why she's bitter. And then we find out the most important bit of news. Miss mm-hmm. Banks and Hannah's parents are dead. I see dead people. So they had to, they had to fit mm-hmm. dead people in there somewhere. They did. They could have called this movie Hannah and her sister. Oh, they could have, and they would have been sued. True. <laughs> well, no, because well, they could have just put the wrong in sister. front of her. The wrong oh, Hannah and the wrong sister. sister. It's like it's Vivica <laughs> Fox that and Woody great. Allen in Lifetime's first mashup movie. <laughs> What's Woody gonna do? Either, you know, no one's gonna take Woody's side, so they're right. gonna get away with it. <laughs> oh, so so then we hear the doorbell and it's Jack. No, oh no, no! It's the boy. It's the it's the it's the cop with the mustache who Kurt knows. Or, well, Steve Hofstetter, and he was he was very into his part, and he, he was he was putting his own little comic twist on it. How do you mm-hmm. know him, Kurt? I I don't think I know him personally. Oh, you just you, you're his, familiar with no. his, his work. When okay. I saw the name and the credits, I, I I vaguely recognized it, and I'm like, hmm, I think. Do I, that's somebody I know or, and, um, maybe I did know him years ago, but I, 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 I was familiar with who he was. Okay. Oh yeah. Here he is. Yes. Oh, he's got a, Oh, this one picture. I'm like, Oh, his body's pretty good. Oh yeah. Oh wow. He was too covered up in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe next time. He lives in Queens. Well, maybe I did know him. I did improv with all, all kinds of people back in the day. So I don't. Who knows? Oh, he was in. Have we watched Psycho Yoga Instructor? Yes. Wait, yes, because that was the guy that looked like my cousin. Yeah, he was in. So this oh, guy was in okay. Psycho Yoga Instructor. Okay. Was he one of the main characters? Though? I don't know. He's he was in a movie called The Ginger Kid, and he is a redhead. Oh, that makes sense. He was. And, oh, there's a documentary about him. There is? We probably made it. What? Yeah, that's what it says right here. We need to reach out to this guy and get him on the show. Yes, we do. Steve I bet he would do it. Come right, on our show. Because I might know him. I said I might. I'll, I'll tell him I know him. I reach out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he has yeah, a yeah, YouTube yeah. channel with over 681,000 subscribers. More than Charles. Wow. More than Shara? Oh, yeah. he got divorced. Well, in 2016. Well, maybe he's found um, love since then. Yeah. So. Well, Steve, yeah. please come on the show. We'd love yeah, to. Yeah, Steve Hofstetter. All right, I'll, I'll contact him. Oh, okay. So the cop is saying, get out, get out, get out. And Abby is like, <laughs> And, oh, and then Miss um, Banks is like being a smart ass, and he's being a smart ass back to her. It was weird this exchange between the cop and Ms. Banks because she immediately 
just kind of rips him a new one, like, how dare you even ask that we go, as opposed to just like, hey, I appreciate the concern, but my sister's in a coma, and we feel like we're better off staying here than trying to move her around. Like, that's all she had to say. Better yet, Jason, better yet, how about, hey, we couldn't get a hold of an ambulance, but since you are a police officer, is there any way that you can get a hold of an ambulance to come and pick us up? Yeah. Well, we didn't even touch on the fact that this guy is a police officer that works in this area, but somehow got really, really lost trying to find the house. Yes. Yes. Well, the cell towers were down. He had no GPS. So, so then after, after Miss Banks rips him a new asshole, Damn. he leaves. But as he's leaving, he looks over at the house across the street and he sees something going on. So instead of just leaving because there is a hurricane, he gets his gun. He goes into the house. He knows to go down to the basement. He's got no backup. Carl is there. Also, you know, this is kind of on Carl. You should be upset about this, Les. Carl is in this house committing all these murders and wasn't even smart enough to close the front door all the way. True. True. You are right. Everyone knows you you lock the door if you're going to murder someone. And turn the lights out. Yeah. Well, he tells the the police officer, you aren't wearing rubber-soled shoes. And the police officer's like, wait, what's that supposed to mean? And then Carl says, drop it, and drops um, a wire and... Steve Hofstetter gets electrocuted. <laughs> so then we see her boyfriend, Jack. He's driving. Abby calls and yells at Jack because she's pissed because Jack sent the police officer. She's like, how dare you send someone to check on me? Damn it. How dare you be concerned about me? Right? You man. <laughs> And then, um, oh, and then, oh, then Abby's like, I thought you said we'd be better off than it, with a clean break. So it's, it's like, okay, then I want you to die. Then I was just, I was just trying to help you not die. That's all. But if you want to play it that way. <laughs> so then, um, oh, okay. This is another thing. Okay. So. I guess their big issue was she said you can't have two people more dedicated to their jobs than each other. So I guess that was it. That's why they were having issues. They had jobs. He was a cop. She's a nurse. They were prioritizing their jobs over each other. Oh. Well. That sounds like it could be resolved. Well, look, Abby couldn't even prioritize getting her bangs straight. Trip. I don't know anything about hair. Just look at her hair and you'll see that it oh, was, I did. Yeah, it was yeah, not yeah. a straight line. Oh, so, yeah. so, <laughs> so, so then Jack's car breaks down. Um, Abby talks about how Jack didn't like her ambition. Oh, because she's having a heart to heart with Miss Banks. Yeah. And then Miss well, Banks is like, you know, life is short. 
she regrets that she didn't spend more time with her sister. And then she tells Abby, you know why I hired you? Because you were the only one who asked what Hannah's name was. And she said, but after that, I, I, I confessed to you that I'm not actually a nurse. I'm just posing as a nurse. She says, no, no, no. You're still hired. Yeah, ask her name. Right. Like, you know her because name now. You now you're in. Name was. Who wouldn't ask what her name was? You're, you're hired to to uh, take care of a coma patient on a regular basis. Wouldn't you want to know what her name is? I, uh, on one hand, I could see in the interview process that actually not coming up. But on the other hand, in the interview process, wouldn't you have had that information before you even went for the interview? Right, because wouldn't you know what was going on with the patient that you were potentially going to take care of ahead of time? What if... What if the, so, the co patient had a, had a ridiculous name, like Pussish or something like that? And you had it like, you know, the, the only person who gets hired is a person who doesn't laugh at the name. Just throwing it fair. out there. Pussish. Pussish? <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what is, is, it, what is your name? Pussish. Is this, is this oh, a name hired. of someone that you've met? Is that why it's top of mind? Pussish? Yeah. Or like, uh, <laughs> no, I don't know anyone with that name. Oh. That like that's going to be our go-to now. So so then mm. so then this is where Miss Banks like softens mm. up. So now Miss Banks is nice because she's like I'm not as mean as <laughs> as I seem, and, and then she tries to get Abby to drink on the job. Oh, I thought that was a test. You gotta be careful. It could have been true. I wouldn't. And, I wouldn't do it. But then Abby's a good nurse, and she said, "Nope, I can't. I'm on duty." Nope. Work ethic. So, so then we see Carl breaking into the house, and he, he breaks into the house that they're in, and he is just talking to himself a mile a minute. He's having like a, he had like a five-minute monologue with himself again. Oh, like, and so, and then he's, he's talking to the coma, coma woman, Hannah. At first, he's okay with it. He goes, oh, I must be hungry. She said, a coma. This is touching. But then he convinces himself, nope, they should have made plans. <laughs> it's so all over the place. They were irresponsible. And then everybody, everybody's napping at this point. And then... Also, Carl um, disconnects Hannah's IV. That's yes, cool. that's right. But Abby walks in almost like right after. That's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, it was like it was almost like that scene of Laver Laverne and Shirley opening where the two doors open up, like Laverne's <laughs> coming out. You know, there's a closet, the apartment door open at the same time. <laughs> uh, so, so then Tony wakes up, and Abby's like, "Hey, Tony, can you go check the gen the generator?" <laughs> now you sound like Laverne. And so Abby looks down hey, and she sees. She sees wet footprints. And then, once again, Carl is back in the rain talking to himself. And then everything stops, and Carl's like, we're in the eye of the storm. Because it stops. Because they couldn't film with the water pouring down. They didn't get well, a rain machine. He, he talks Tony into being his cameraman. More and then, once props. again, Tony's like, hey, you're Dr. Carl. Tony doesn't want to do it. I've gotten almost roped into some stupid things like this too. And like, I, I, I don't want to do it. No, no, just, 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 just I don't want to do it. 
Tony had an easy out. All he had to say is, hey, I've got this patient inside. Leave me alone, asshole. And then Carl did the full scene. He did like an entire scene. And he even likes Tony's filming. He thought that Tony did a good job. Yeah, he's hired. <laughs> now, all kinds of unity problems. You right? Got, you got a nurse doing doing work way outside of his, his duty. You've got, then he's doing work that, you know, the, 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 a cameraman would be in a union. Now, all of a I sudden, he's a staff. I got equity. He's, a, like, he's not a non-union. The report's that. Well, clearly, um, they, they need to do some labor organizing in this town. Get Norma Ray in there. Yeah. Yeah. Really um, uh, oh, <laughs> so then, but then we hear a noise and then Hannah's like, and her machines are going off. So she's like in trouble all of a sudden. Um, and um, where was I? Oh, so after Tony helps him and he looks and he's like, oh my gosh, Tony, you did, you did a great job. He kills him. And then Abby is like, okay, somebody else is here. And then power goes out. And they have 30 minutes to get to the generator or Hannah's going to die. And Carl's right. They did plan too well. Well, I don't know. No, they did not. I won't judge them. No. And, and then they do the lifetime mistake. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to go check the generator and you stay here in the dark. <laughs> Basically. Now, there's someone Gross in the house there. because I saw footprints, so I know somebody's here lurking somewhere, but I'm going to leave you alone anyway. Is this, is this the scene where they were reviving Han- uh, Abby? Yeah. What I, I thought like was wild, uh, uh, Hannah rather, I, what I thought was wild is that when they had the defibrillator out and they were like, you know, putting uh-huh. it on uh, Hannah's chest to revive her, like they didn't move any of her clothes out of the way. You need to do yeah. that on bare skin and they were doing it over her sweater. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, they were tired. Didn't Tony say earlier they were tired? it's wildly dangerous. You're running an electrical current through their body. You have to pull back the fabric so that you don't light them on fire. True. Plus, plus there are wet people walking around. There's there's all sorts of... Yeah, there's wet people. You can't mix that with electric. Oh. I know my stuff. So so then... Oh, that's right. Didn't you take CPR, Kurt? Yeah, I'm sure we've all had CPR. I had, to, I had to take it recently because yeah. of the adoption. We had to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. So then Abby finds Tony on the ground, and I and her go-to was she went and did C- she started doing CPR. She started thinking on her feet, yeah. but it was too late. Um, then Jack shows up. Carl hits him. Meanwhile, meanwhile, who found the lamp? Was it Abby that found the lantern or was it Miss Banks? Somebody Ab- found a lamp. Abby has a, a, like a lamp, like an actual plug-in lamp, although there's no plug somehow. Uh, she grabs that as a weapon and Ms. Banks grabs that tennis racket. Yeah, what, what was it doing there? So, so then, well, Hannah's this I it. think was the dumbest monologue of all. I guess it was a gift. Because... I think you, Carl was talking to, to Miss Banks, right? When he said, oh. I had a wife. 
Yeah, his wife was Barbara Hershey, and he, but he called her Beaches. Right. I, <laughs> because her name was Sandy. Like Sandy Beach. Right. I'm still upset about Barbara Hershey in Black Swan, where she almost throws, up, throws away that cake. That was really <laughs> I was so upset. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, so we find out that not only that Beaches was bad because he says that oh, Sandy, that Beaches, that Beaches died, in a, died oh, in a storm one. with another man. Mm. And it find out it finds he finds out that she was cheating. But in her defense, if he was acting like this, I'd cheat too. <laughs> if I had to deal with that, his crazy yeah, ass. Too into oh. the weather. My husband's so into weather. <laughs> so oh, so then Jack is like out cold, right? And and so oh. then Abby stabs. Carl. Right. So then she helps Jack. But then Well, Carl she goes she goes outside to like after she stabs him, she goes outside to finally restart the generator just in time. It's back on. And right. then she goes to check on Jack. Well, she had to get to get it going for the coma lady. I know. She she's she on is, the clock. She, that's right. She, she's on the clock. This is a movie about work ethic. At this point, she was on time and a half. She wanted to get her, you know, she wanted to get, get She's that money. It in. She probably gets a, uh, you didn't let my patient die uh, bonus. Like a bonus. Yeah, yeah, like a bonus. Yeah. I mean, look, they did tell you that's the problem with the relationship. She's she's favoring work over the oh, relationship fair, with him. Fair, so. They are just leaning into what's yeah. already in the script. Fair. Right. Oh, so, so then, so yeah, so Carl stabs Jack. Abby runs. Miss mm-hmm. Banks hits him. Then Abby and Miss Banks like run in a room and shut themselves in a room, and then they're gonna kick his ass. Miss Banks they, and, yells. And, She's like, "I said, get out of my house." Yeah, and did Ms. we Banks, skip the part because she picks up that the, the the liquor that she didn't drink before and she throws it in uh, Carl's face? It must must have been acid. Right. I think she didn't drink it. Or did I skip ahead? No. But, but but just as, as you were upset about Barbara Hershey and that cake, I'm upset about yeah. wasting the alcohol. Oh, I tell you what, though, when when Abby and Miss Banks were in the room, they were gonna kick. They were gonna kick some ass. They oh, yeah. were not <laughs> afraid. Yeah, those ladies were messing around. Because because didn't Miss Banks have a tennis racket? And then what did Abby have? She had a lamp that wasn't. It was missing a cord, but it was like a lamp that would plug into a wall. They're ready for him. They're like, they're like, you come in. Look, if I've learned, her, if I've learned anything from Black China is that you can strangle somebody with a cord. So she should have left right. the cord on there. You could beat him with the, the lamp and then strangle with the cord. It's a one-two punch. Right. And you they never know, you might find in your, in your house in that bedroom a six-foot pole. Yeah. I'd like to. Chase him. Hannah used to be a stripper, so they keep the pole nearby so it could you know, somehow sp- Spark her memory and wake her up. <laughs> Sometimes they bring back some of the regulars from the club too to <laughs> see if it also, you know, revive it's like her. It's this really somber environment, but there's just like strippers coming in doing pole dances. Like, I'm hoping one of these days it'll work. 
Right. But but before Carl could get to them, someone saves the day. Uh, Is that? it Jack? Nope. No. Is it the the police officer? Oh, nope. No, you're not gonna you're not gonna say it's Hannah, is it? Because that's like medically. I mean, look. I, I've been sitting down to do this podcast. It's going to be a little bit difficult for me to stand up right now. She's been lying down for how long? A year? Literally yeah. years. Literally years. 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 But I tell so you what. You're not going to tell me that she's limber enough that she jumps out of bed and saves the day. Yes, she did. She jumped out of the bed and saves the day. With a syringe, no less. Right. Because I tell you. They, you can, they can, when someone's in a coma, they can hear. So I'm sure that she was like, you know, but then she'd been hearing. Well, see, that would, that would check out if her first line of dialogue wasn't basically saying, oh, I heard all these crazy things uh, that were just said, and I don't understand anything of what you're talking, I forget how they worded it, but it was basically like, (laughs) she was confused as to what was going on. And you were there, you were there. She knew she knew to kick some ass though, yeah. and she was well rested. So she had like you know she had strength because she was very well rested. I don't know how she had strength after not having moved her body that probably atrophied over years and years. Well, you know though how like they like those those stories the stories of like mothers picking up cars to yeah, save their but kids. mothers oh, haven't on. been in a coma for years where they literally lose their muscle. True. I also think the stories about the mothers. I, I've I've got suspicious about that story because have we ever heard have we heard any validity on that? I think that might be like a urban legend. <laughs> I've been picking some up the woman had all of a sudden. So it's always the same story. Kurt's some views are not those of me and Les. The fact that Kurt doesn't think that women are strong, powerful people—that is not my view. Hey, no, I not mine that. either. I'm saying I'm not, not mine super, either. I have the power. I, whoa, 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 whoa. Daughter. I'm saying that they have superpowers. <laughs> I have a daughter. I'm, I'm, I'm. Hey, hey, oh, you said. played the daughter card. <laughs> You're just trying to pass off that Wilford, that with the Wilford Brimley controversy and start a controversy. Damn it's straight. Not work. Damn straight. It's not gonna work. <laughs> I've been supportive of Wilford of the Wilford Brilliant Estate since it's since it began. So, so then Jack pulls a gun on Carl. Carl gets taken away. And then this next part reminded me of Kurt you, Kurt. Because yeah. the next scene, Miss Banks and Hannah were chowing down. Hannah just wanted some pancakes. I do other things besides eat. I Some blueberry pancakes. I could see you doing this. I would, uh, but I even we could go to coma. Are you, are you gonna? Can you even eat solid food right away? No, <laughs> the same way that you can't so. stand up right away. <laughs> I tell well, you. but but she was like, and she. And I guess that's the next morning. I guess in eight hours, she learned how to do her hair and put on some makeup, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Her hair was done. <laughs> well, she was dressed pretty nice even in the coma. Like, she was wearing a really nice sweater. I would think if somebody, you've got a coma patient, you probably have them in a easy-to-change hospital gown. Right. But no, Miss Banks was like, I am not. 
I'm not slighting my sister. I'm giving my sister the best treatment. She's going to be in a cocktail dress one day. Right. We're, so, we're, so then. Wearing this, uh, Louboutins the next day. Right. Yeah. Uh, so. So. hungry. So Miss Banks had a stack of pancakes. Um, Hannah had a big stack of pancakes. And they were just getting to it. Do you know. I got teary-eyed when <laughs> I did. Listen, I come clean on the show. I am I I am transparent on the show. What made when you teary-eyed? Because she's Abby said that she hopes that you know she she will walk in the room and see Hannah having having a breakfast, and she did. She walked in and saw her stuffing her face with those, those pancakes, and I got a little teary-eyed. Well, look, uh, I would have to accept what. Abby said she envisioned was she'd walk in and Hannah would be making breakfast. Abby walked in. Hannah wasn't the one making the breakfast. Well, she played the coma card. She's like, look, I just got out of a coma. No, quite the opposite. Ms. Banks is trying to do all this stuff for her. And and, uh, Hannah's like, no, I'm the strongest post-coma patient ever. I got this. No, but then Hannah's like, didn't I just save your life? Get in the kitchen and make me some pancakes. Yeah. And none of that this quick shit. I want this stuff from scratch. I've been right. in a coma. I woke up and kicked ass for you. The, the least you could do is make me some pancakes from scratch. No ordering out either. And I want maple syrup, yeah. but I want it hot. I, yeah. I don't think takeout pancakes are that good anyway, Kurt. You don't want to order in pancakes. That's true. Yeah. They don't travel. Well. squeeze that maple syrup from a tree. None of this Mrs. Butterworth bullshit. I don't How want that dare you. in this house. You, I, you know, I, I was in a coma and I <laughs> saved your life. You're going to Canada to get me some maple syrup. Oh, real stuff. What like grade A? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I saved your life. Bisquick, <laughs> no, we live on Bisquick in this house. We the, the waffles and so, Butterworth is, is in the house. So I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to bad mouth these products that I use. <laughs> oh, so then Jack and Abby are back in love. Oh. Now, I got to tell you, <laughs> this ending, I think, was one of my favorite endings since we've done this podcast. Because these people were assholes. It's uh, <laughs> like I this ending was right up there with Eric Roberts and the um, uh, what's his name? Um, Parrot heads, the Jimmy Buffett version of Eric Roberts in one of those Stalked by My Doctor movies that I yeah. enjoyed that ending where they're like dual Eric Roberts is. This ending was like, yeah. <laughs> these people were assholes. Yeah. Because yeah, normally, you know, the whole through line yeah. was, hey, you're Dr. Carl. And he'd be like, oh, yes, you know, oh, you recognize me. Before he, he'd get like, he was very happy that they recognized him before he killed them. Yeah. So, so they're in the back of this ambulance. This is, <laughs> the, the woman, like one of the, the medics is in the back of the ambulance. It's like a police driving. medic because he's, he's handcuffed on a stretcher. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So they're taking him to where you know, jail to prison or wherever they take or to the to the sanatorium or wherever. And and so so the the woman's like, Hey, you're Dr. Carl. And he's like, Oh well, yes. And then she's like, Hey, isn't that dork? <laughs> yep. Isn't that dork that's in the, that talks about the storms all the time? And they're totally like heckling him. Which I loved, but, but 
they're about to get their asses kicked because they do a close up on Dr. on Carl's hand and Carl has a paperclip that he's about to get out of the the handcuffs. Mm, looks like well the sequel. The end. Did you well, notice what movie they showed right after this? No. They uh they aired Twister right after this movie. Oh, see not me. I watched it not not me. No, I think I watched it at a different yeah. time. I watched it on Philo, so I couldn't see what was after. Okay. But yeah, a theme. That was wait, they showed Twister. Okay, that's two on the nose. Well, they probably got the rights to Twister and they're like, oh, we've got this other movie too. This this will be a good back to back, you know, if you're into these like weather event type movies, then you'll like it. Right. So Twister. Twister's what? the movie with that. Cow is yeah. flying through the air. Yeah. That was kind of cool. You know, and I've then, never seen Twister. I've seen it. I, I think I went to see it. And, and then, and then um, Helen Hunt and Bill, Bill Paxton are like holding onto a rope and they're and during this huge Twister and the rope is holding up, but there's a house flying by. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it uproots a house, but this rope is, is uh, keeping them oh. to the ground. <laughs> oh, like Wizard of Oz? Uh, another Wizard of Oz oh, reference. You know, kind of with the, the tornado, yeah. Yeah. So. Return to Oz is a dark movie. Oh, that's so dark. Where they put Dorothy in an asylum? Yeah, they, they're, they're going to give her shock treatments. They could do yeah. that with this movie. They could say Hannah. Like, Hannah could start explaining, well, then there's this weatherman was, was talking to me. Oh, we're going to have to give you some, some shock treatments. And then she goes, but that, that's a sequel. Wait, and that's right, because then didn't she run out in the rain, and then she got whisked away in, like, the storm? In the re- and then turned to Oz? She goes back to Oz, but Oz is a... Totally different place than the. And then there was a talking chicken. Carol the lion. Oh, there was all sorts of weird shit going on. Yeah, there was a talking yeah, chicken. It was, it was. It was almost like that Gilligan's Island episode with that monkey. And then they made they made like that that flying thing with like the goat's head or something. It was dark. It was dark. <laughs> it's all so dark. Please, we need some light in this world. Well, the girl who played Dorothy like went on to star in the craft. Feruza. Balk, or what's her name? Mm-hmm. And she's, I think she's like a, like, I think she's a witch, allegedly. No, I actually, I was watching some paranormal show, the and she was legend. on the paranormal show because she lived in a loft in downtown LA, and it was haunted. That doesn't make her a witch. Well. It, anywho, so what'd you guys think? <laughs> it was hands down the dumbest movie we ever watched and i still i loved it because it was yeah it was so fucking stupid that it was truly enjoyable it was dumb the acting was horrible and yeah i loved every minute of it <laughs> well they're, they're they're announcing the oscar nominations next week i think and i'm this, wondering i didn't even think this Emmy? i didn't think this would be nominated for a razzie it, it this would be, this no. would i, I think, think it was out well, of it would need to have had a qualifying theatrical run. I doubt that this did. Right. Now this, yeah, this would be well though. But oh. aren't aren't Netflix movies being considered for Oscars these yes, days? Yes, but they still do a qualifying theatrical run. It has ah. to air, like, be shown in a commercial true. movie theater in certain cities for a certain period of time to be able to qualify. Yeah, Got but it. they last year because of, because of. 
COVID, I think there was a little bit of flexibility with that. They, they alter the rules for last year and the year before only, but it does not apply. Or for, yeah, for 20 movies, it came out in 2020, but they, they did not oh. alter it for 2021. Right. Then okay. Psycho, then Psycho Storm Chaser will not be going against June and Flickers Pizza and whatever else is nominated. And, and, and Respect. Power of the Dog. <laughs> I, uh, respect will get a Best Picture. I don't think it will. No, it'll be like best actress, if anything. Yeah, I bet Jennifer Hall, uh, Jennifer Hudson will get nominated. I will give this film credit that it actually did have a very uh, interesting visual look to it. Uh, they were pretty consistent in the way that they would frame scenes. I really like that, and I really like the the effects of, of the weather when they would actually show it. And kind the of. score, like I said before, I like mm-hmm. the score. Yeah. Well, it wasn't mostly it wasn't raining, but they sort of they, they gave the. Um, you know, they, they, it looked like it was raining, kind of, but except that it wasn't raining, you know. And and, and once again, hmm. they like they knew it was stupid, yeah. but they it just leaned into it. it was so stu- I mean, that, the pre- if the yeah. premise of your movie is you get murdered if you don't listen to the weather forecast, you are off to the fucking races. Right, and they just like leaned in. That's I I have. They just it, totally like leaned into it. In a way, it was a message movie because there, there have been this has been an issue because you know like new orleans is a hurricane that people stay behind and yeah it's very problematic so in a way it, it maybe this movie will probably save someone's life yeah yeah get out when they tell you get out get out well that's, that's a good movie speaking of get out if you want to find me you can find me on my website uh less kirkendall Barrett. Also, if you are in the Fresno area, I'm going to be doing my show, uh, The Real Black Swan, Confessions of America's First Black oh. Drag Queen at the Rogue Festival. The Black uh, Swan, that's a movie with that cake. Yes. It's different, though. Okay. March 3rd through the 12th. Jason. Uh, please leave us a five-star review on whatever podcasting platform you listen to us on. We love that other people are finding the show uh, from your five-star reviews. Uh, by the way, I haven't seen any reviews coming in from Lithuania. Just saying, Lithuanian listener. Yeah, buddy. Uh, you can find uh, all of us on Instagram and Facebook at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. And you can find me on Life, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Big Shot Jason. Kurt. I don't have any live performances coming up, but I'm thinking about it. So Ooh. please stay tuned in the future and um, follow my thoughts. Although I don't share them very often in, in uh, social media, but I am a I am a Kurt Fitzpatrick.com, Kurt with a K. Let me know what you see on there because I haven't looked at it for a while. And I'm really bad at doing this. I always forget to do this. I actually have another podcast. If you're a fan of reality shows, I have a podcast called Reality Reading Rainbow where I talk about books written by reality stars. And so the latest two episodes that I've done, uh, I interview Dave Quinn, who wrote the book Not All Diamonds and Rosé, The History of the Real Housewives, which was number one on the New New York Times bestseller list. And he's a friend. So listen to that. And then I, uh, we're still talking about the book, uh, Not All Diamonds and Rosé. And our next chapter, we are going to be talking about the real housewives of Beverly Hills. 
So give it a listen. Right. Is that it, everybody? Yeah. So. All right. So I think this is our first Lifetime movie of... No, this is our second Lifetime movie of the year, right? It our is, second yeah. Lifetime movie of the year. Mm-hmm. So far, Lifetime is like get, making it a good 22. So I hope they keep mm-hmm. it up. Keep up the good work. And until next time, bye. Bye. Bye.